Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Carol Gano, your Married for Life coach, and you are listening to One Flesh for Life. How is everybody doing today? I know all that's on your mind probably is turkey, stuffing, gravy, and all kinds of pies for dessert. I mean, you're just in the Thanksgiving spirit, right? And Thanksgiving is a reminder to us to be grateful. I'm grateful to God for allowing me to be a one flesh spouse. I'm grateful to God that he called me to stand in the gap for those who are believing him for the restoration and healing of their marriage. I'm grateful to God that he called me to help families stop divorce and keep divorce out of families. Amen. And I want to remind you that part of that, part of my calling that I'm grateful to God for is to help you to become a peacemaker. That's what we're going to be focusing on tonight as well as the remainder of this month. And so I want to invite you to listen to a taping or an episode that I did that will introduce you to what you are called to be in your marriage and I want you to remember this and I want you to be grateful to God that he called you to be this listen to this podcast tonight listen to a replay it's backed by popular demand it's called what kind of car are you last week we talked about the purple car what kind of car are you? Think about that for a moment. And I want to thank you for listening to One Flesh for Life. We are wrapping up our series on One Flesh for Life, my friends. I hope it's been enjoyable for you. And I trust that you will remember that you don't have to experience divorce ever again. God put the two of you together to be one flesh for life. Don't go away. I'll be right back sharing with you what kind of car you are. Please listen to it carefully. And thank you again for listening to One Flesh for Life. God bless. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Carol Ganoa, your Married for Life coach, and you are listening to One Flesh for Life. I hope everybody's doing well in the spirit of Thanksgiving. I just want to say thank you to all the faithful listeners, those of you out there who have been listening to the podcast every week. I appreciate you. And I thank God for each and every one of you. Without you, there really is no meaning to this podcast. Do you know what I'm saying? I am grateful for your listening ears. And those of you who have taken the time out of your busy schedule. Just to listen to the podcast and hear the value that I keep bringing to you every week. Thank you again so much. I want to thank the One Flesh couples who are standing on the word of God and living 
happily ever after with their one flesh spouse. I want to thank you for your dedication and commitment to your one flesh marriage. And regardless of the headaches that you have been through, regardless of the trials and tribulations, you are still faithfully working on your relationship and continuing to be together regardless because you believe that when God brought you two together, he brought you together to be one flesh for life. And you, you say that and you believe that. And I just want to say thank you to the hobbies for being a true one flesh hobby for the Lord's sake. And I want to say thank you to the wifeys for being a true wifey for the Lord God's sake. Anyway, enough of my thanks for right now. I want to really um, give you a treat tonight. And before I get into this treat, I want to I want you to think of something for a moment. Just think about this. If you were, if you have a 2021 vehicle in your possession right now, I know that everybody who heard about it from you cheered you on and, you know, wished you congratulations because you have the newest model, the the brand new car, a 2021 model, whatever it may be, whether it's a Honda, a Toyota, a BMW, doesn't matter. It's a 2021 vehicle, the latest, the most current version. And I know everybody cheered you. People in your family congratulated you and say, hey, good for you because you have the latest model. Would they say the same if you had a 1850 Rolls Royce, a classic, the only one of that kind? Would they say the same? Think about that for a moment. You know, what makes, what is the difference between the 2021 model, that's the current version now, as opposed to a 1850 Rolls Royce? What's the difference? Can you tell me? I bet you can. One of them is the most current version that we drive today. And next year, it will be one year older. Of course, it depreciates. So it's, it's going to go down in value. After 2021, in 2022, the value of that car that everybody cheered you for and congratulated you about would have depreciated in its value just one year later. I want to remind you again, what about the 1850 Rolls-Royce vehicle? What about that car? It's an old car, very, very old, but it's considered a classic, a classic car. Why? Because it's one of its kind. You can't, you can't get it back again. We can't get back to 1850. They don't even, they probably don't even make these cars anymore. Of course they don't. So it's considered a very antique and classic car. And it's extremely expensive. I looked up online and I saw one of these 1850 models, Rolls Royce. They're priced at $699,000. Come on guys. You tell me any car that you find right now 
that is a 2021 vehicle that is priced that high. You can you tell me, call me back and tell me when you find that vehicle. I bet you won't. Today we're talking about the six pillar and the six warning signs that your marriage is headed on the board. And my title for today is what kind of vehicle? What kind of car are you? If you were to give yourself the analogy of a car, if you were to be like a car, which car would you choose to be like? Would you want to be like a Honda? A 2021 Honda? Or would you rather be the 1850 Honda Civic or Rolls Royce? Which one would you rather be? God has called each and every one of us to be a specially made car. And I'm using the analogy for, of a car to help you understand what God requires of us. What God ordained us to be. As I said, we're talking about the sixth pillar, which is the social pillar, because God has made us into social beings. We are sociable when it comes to relationships. We are like social beings because God that's what God made us to be. Well, what kind of social being should we be behaving like? How are we supposed to behave in a one flesh marriage if we are going to avoid divorce in our lives? This is the sixth warning sign that your marriage is on divorce. When you have formulated, when you have calculated, when you have already analyzed and gone through a list of reasons very good reasons, valid reasons, very, very strong reasons to divorce your husband. That is your warning sign that your marriage is heading to divorce. And how can you avoid this? You have to use the social pillar. The social pillar reminds us that we are called by God to be a peacemaker. That is the characteristic that I want to share with you tonight about. There are four characteristics of a peacemaker. This is the type of car that God has made you to be. It's a peacemaker. The peacemaker model of car. So the first characteristics of a peacemaker, this is the kind of car that you are, you are that God would like you to be. You should have the spirit of reconciliation. What drives you? What drives you as a vehicle, as a peacemaker car? What drives you? What motivates you? What energizes? What gives you the energy? What causes your engine to run? Is it a controlling spirit? Or is it a reconciliatory spirit? As a peacemaker, God has called you to reconcile with your hobby when it calls for it. And every opportunity you get, 
you should be in a spirit of reconciliation. That's the engine. That's what your engine should be running on. A reconciliatory spirit. Not a controlling spirit. Not it's my way or the highway. Not that attitude. Not that kind of a spirit. Are you always wanting your way? If you can't have things your way, then the marriage is not working out. If you can't have things the way that you like it to be done, are you always demanding your husband to do things your way? Or are you always demanding your wife? Why can't it be done this way? You argue and you always fussing because you are in a controlling spirit. That's not the characteristics of a peacemaker. If you are a peacemaker, model of car, you have a spirit of reconciliation. That means that anything that would lead to division or you taking control, you abandon that. Your, your vision, your drive is to reconcile. So if you are in a fuss, if you are arguing over where the toilet paper should be, instead of trying to get it your way, oh, it should be here, honey, not there. It always is done here. That's not the spirit of reconciliation. That's not a reconciliatory spirit. A reconciliatory spirit is, it's no problem, honey. It doesn't matter where it, it is or where it goes. I, uh, I'll I'll settle for that. That's fine. That's a spirit of reconciliation. That's a reconciliatory spirit. The second characteristics of a peacemaker is an attitude of gratitude. In the instructional manual, it tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that we should give thanks in everything. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ. This is the will of God, not just for anybody. When I say anybody, I mean anybody in your family, friends, relatives, your neighbor. It is the will of God that you give thanks and in an attitude of gratitude when it comes to your one flesh spouse. That is a peacemaker. That is the characteristic of a peacemaker. You are a social being, and as a social being, you are having an attitude of gratitude. Are you always finding or complaining about things that your hobby cannot do or should be doing or hasn't done yet? Are you com constantly complaining about him not being able to take out the trash before he goes to work? Are you always complaining about him not being able to take the kids to school when you are working? Are you having an attitude of ungratefulness? Or is, is it an attitude of gratitude? You may, you may think that you have more things to be ungrateful for or more things that to complain about rather than to be thankful of. Why don't you? take some time out right now just take a few minutes as I pause for a little moment think of all the things that God has done for you as it comes to Thanksgiving 
This is a season where we give thanks to God for what he has done for us. Just go grab a pencil and paper right now and write down all the things. Go back to memory lane and think of all the things God has done for you. I'm going to just pause for a moment and let you do that. Very well. I know you. the list keeps on going on and on and on, doesn't it? Because God has done so many things for each and every one of us. You know that. He got you up this morning. You're in your right mind. You're able to breathe right now. There are a lot of things that we are grateful to God for. In the same vein, guys, I'm sure there are many things that you could be grateful for, for your hubby or your wifey. Let's focus on, as a peacemaker, you focus on the things that you are grateful for. Don't worry about the things that he cannot do yet or he's not doing yet. When you have an attitude of gratitude, it lets that hubby or wifey know that you appreciate them. And that's the characteristic of a peacemaker. That's what your oil runs on. Your oil runs, your oil, your car is full up. You are filled up with an oil of gratitude. You are filled up with gratitude for what your hubby is doing. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that my hubby is still alive. Even though we're not together, I'm still grateful that he's still alive and he's not sick. I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful. The third characteristic of a peacemaker is that they pursue peace at all costs versus pursuing division at all costs. Let me, let me, let me break it down to you. There are two different things that we want to, that I want to help you understand. There's a difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. Okay? Let me tell you the difference. If you were to define the word make, make, the word make, according to Webster's dictionaries, bring about, cause something to exist. Or happen the word keep says to retain possession of something or someone when you keep something you retain possession of it or you cause it to continue Jesus didn't call you to be a peacekeeper he called you to be a peacemaker you are a peacemaker for the Lord Jesus Christ what does that mean God the flesh mature gave you the awesome responsibility to make peace. He's given you that ability to make peace with your hubby, to make peace with your wifey. Only he has the ability to give us that power to do so. A peacekeeper, that's not from God. A peacekeeper is when you do things just to keep peace. You know, like if you are going to the divorce court 
and your hobby says, okay, I need, I need to take possession of the house. And I want everything that is in the house. A peacekeeper will let him go ahead and have it just to keep peace. You want, a, you want to maintain your sanity. You want to, your sanity to continue. To keep something, that means to, to keep it, to let it continue, to retain possession of it. So you want to retain your peace in your mind. So you said, I'll just let him have it. And the divorce goes through. That's not what we're called to be, guys. We're called to be peacemakers. We, we have the power. God has given us, we have that ability at, given to us by God to make peace that means you produce peace regardless of what situation you find yourself in with your hobby you have the ability to make peace in every circumstance you and your hobby are fighting over when you are going to take the kids to school a peacemaker relinquishes that power relinquishes that 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 attitude of wanting to have their way have their have their way going they relinquish that and they pursue peace that means they make peace it's fine honey go ahead Whatever, if you want, if you need me to change the schedule, you can take them in the evenings and I will take them in the mornings. If that will work better for you, that's fine. You make peace. You go out of your way to ensure that everything that you say and do results in the peace in the relationship. Peace in your home. Peace in your children's life. You are a maker of peace. Amen. Money can't buy that. And that's why you are above the 1850 Rose Royce. Because only God can make a peacemaker. Money cannot buy peace. And you are a peacemaker. You have the same authority to make peace in your relationship. Amen. You do everything possible to make to make peace in your relationship the last characteristic that i want to share with you tonight is your you are filled your gas tank is filled with the love of christ not the love of the world in the instruction manual it tells us in first john 2 15 through 17 that love not the world neither the things that are in the world for any man that loves the world love of the father is not in him is your gas tank in your peacemaker as a peacemaker car is your gas tank filled with the love of the world or the love of God if you are a peacemaker car you are filled with the love of God and that's found in first Corinthians 13 in the instructional manual, the manual that made you the peacemaker car. That love 
is unconditional. That love loves regardless. How do you test your love? Test the acid test for your love in that gas tank. Check it out and see where it is. I'll tell you how you can test for this love tank and see what it's filled with, whether it's the love of the world or the love of Christ. Can you hold up even through the stormy, stormy weather? When the weather is hitting hard on the car, on you, when the weather is hitting you, it's pouring rain, pouring, pouring problems after problem after problem, arguing after arguing. When these things happen, is your love holding up? Are you loving in spite of that? Are you continuing to love? Are you loving only when you're being loved back? Or are you loving in spite of being loved, not loved back? I don't know about you, but right now, I am continuing. And I thank God for giving me the grace to be able to continue to love my hubby. Even though I am not receiving any love back from him. I'm not receiving any love back at all. But I'm thanking God for the grace to continue to love him. Even though I'm not being loved back. Jesus said it this way, if you love those who love you, that doesn't mean anything. What? Even the world does that. But when you love them who hate you, or you love them who cheat on you, or you love them who divorce you, or you love them who commit adultery against you, or you love them who commit fornication against you, now that's the love of God. Amen. I hope you have that kind of love in you today. Because that kind of love lasts forever, if you know what I mean. It does. It lasts forever. This is the sixth pillar we're talking about, guys. The social pillar. We're called by God as social beings to pursue peace with our spouse for the kingdom of God's sake. Where are you frequently driving when it comes to your hubby or wifey? Are you constantly driving down the accusation lane? Or are you constantly driving down the forgiveness lane? Jesus says, if we don't forgive, he won't forgive us. Where are you taking your peacemaker car? When, it come, when you come into heavy traffic, when you come upon heavy, heavy traffic from your friends, your family, your pastor, your counselor, telling you which way to turn when it comes to your hobby or your wifey. Are you intent on obeying their traffic signs that says go ahead and get a divorce because he, he's not paying the bills like he should? Or... He's cheated on you, so go ahead. You have every right to get a divorce because God wants you happy. Are you following their, this, those traffic signals? Or are you determined to make a U-turn and obey the traffic signs of the Spirit that says, What therefore God has joined together, let no man 
separate. As a peacemaker, you are a one-of-a-kind car, made and produced by the flesh mature. You are priceless. No other car has this guarantee except you, the peacemaker car. You are produced by him, the flesh mature, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit, and you are meant to last forever. That's his guarantee. You, are the, you have that ability to last forever. And that's found in instruction or manual in Mark 10, 9. You have the most prestigious and the highest grade quality material that you are made of. And that's found in the instruction or manual again, Genesis 1, 26 through 27. You can look it up for yourself. And you have the most prestigious and the most honorable experience ever than anybody else in this world. You are a peacemaker. Jesus said it in the instructional manual, Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are those who are peacemakers, for they shall be called what? Children of God. You're a son of God when you walk and when you drive. As a peacemaker, you are considered a son of God, a child of God. That's the highest position anybody can ever have. Child of God, that's the greatest title you can ever have. A child of the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. I encourage you to be a peacemaker today. And when your husband or hubby or when your wifey or your wife is formulated a list of reasons why they should get a divorce from you, remember, you're called by God to make peace and pursue peace regardless of the list that they have, regardless of the conclusion that they have come to. It's possible for you to make a U-turn and be reconciled with your one flesh spouse. Doesn't matter how long the list is of reasons that they have to divorce you. There is hope because you are a peacemaker. You are a child of God. And don't forget, you don't have to drive down the path of divorce ever again. God put the two of you together to be one flesh for life. God bless.